I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. Uh, we're back. We didn't uh, we didn't record last week. If you don't know why we didn't record last week, and that's because you're not in the Discord. What are you doing with your life? Listen, if you want to get updates and know what's going on with this fucking podcast, you got to join the Discord. That's the only way you're gonna know what's going on, what's happening, what's doing all that shit. You can find a link to uh, an invite to the Discord. Uh, in the description of the video, uh, or the uh, MP3 file, I guess, if you're listening audio only. Um, we're doing this old school. It's just me and Frosty today. Uh, Nayashi got a woman aggro, as he puts it, so uh, he is unable to join us. We're recording a bit later than usual. We got people in the stream. Hello, people in the stream. Uh, so first thing we got to talk about. Um, skipped last week because I was feeling absolutely horrendous. I slept almost the entire day Sunday. Uh, still don't feel 100%. Don't know if I have the Rona. Don't ask me. Um, so yeah, that's happening. So also, if I'm coughing, I apologize. I'll, I'll try to mute my mic uh, if I feel like I need to cough or something. Second thing we need to talk about, we changed the Patreon. Uh, the Patreon is different. There's no longer a $20 tier. Uh, essentially what we did, let me explain it this way. So essentially what we did is we got rid of the after hour show because it kind of felt like we weren't putting out content that would warrant being paid for. So it was, it was kind of a thing where it was like, eh, like, you know, not a lot of people are seeing it and it doesn't feel like it's worth the money. So we got rid of the after hour show. And then we got rid of the sponsor tier and moved the sponsor benefits uh, to the hero tier. So now there's only three tiers, a $1 tier, $5 tier, and a $10 tier. So now if you are the $10 tier, uh, you get your name shouted out. So with that being said, let me shout out some of our lovely patrons over at Patreon. Uh, we got Hawaiian, Oscillation, uh, Minaria, Jeremy Johnson. My PPHs still there, homie. Lord Carrot, Mayo Knight, Talus Acceptum, Sinvala, I carry in just a car. I has issues. Thank you guys so much for your support. And uh, make sure if you were a sponsor on the Patreon, which previously was the uh, $20 tier, you uh, you bring that thing down to $10 if you wish to continue your uh, your support of the show. Because uh, otherwise you're just getting charged extra for like no reason. So make sure you uh, take care of that. <laughs> Moving on. Cover's been blown. I'm trying to think Moving on. of how to pronounce it. What is that word? Auscultation? I see him around and I, I always am like, dude, that name is so hard to pronounce. Auscultation? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Auscultation. I guess it has to be auscultation, right, because of the C, but anyway, uh, we don't have too, too much to talk about today, um, so who knows, every time I say I doubt it's going to be a long episode, it ends up being a long episode, so I'm not going to jinx it today, and instead I'm just going to say there's not a whole lot to talk about today, but there is uh, a couple things, so let's start off with 
uh, Hashashi, Hashashin gameplay. And uh, we have in parentheses here in our little uh, our little topic list. Also has a grab in Awake, according to GM from console. So uh, all the Mooses will be elated that the class that they're all going to re-roll to does in fact have a grapple. Dude, I, I actually, I cannot... <laughs> This is just a selfish, this is just me being selfish, but I, I cannot wait for every Musa, ex-Musa, now Hasashin, to run into them in open world and still clap them. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I just, I, I, I'm excited for the fact uh, when that realization kicks in for every Musa, when they realize that having a grab doesn't mean you instantly win every fight. Yeah. Dude, I cannot wait either. And, they, and, instead, and instead of just admitting that, they're just going to complain that Hashashin is like really bad and needs to be buffed. Yeah, yeah. Some, they'll complain about something else. Oh, I'm so excited for that. It's going to, well, but the, the sad thing is like, I think a lot of, it's going to make a lot of people quit the game. Because think about this. Imagine if you've been playing something for two years and you've convinced yourself the only reason you can't kill people is because you don't have a grab. And then you finally get one and you realize, holy shit, I still lose to everybody. I, that's it, right? <laughs> that's where you still. That's where you throw in the towel. That's where. That's I when you go play. Like, that's when. Oh. You, that's when you go play Bless Online or Arcage Unchained. Yeah, it's gonna be rough, dude. Are uh, they actually doing another Arcage server, by the way? I, I heard. I heard that, but I don't know. I, I hope so because I can't wait to play it again from scratch. <laughs> Shit is such a scam, bro. I can't believe. Well, it. Well, this one's different. It's gonna have a few less dailies. <laughs> uh yeah dude i i feel like there's a lot i i just i'm a little bit dwelling on the the hashishin part because so or the musa thing because that angle is so huge like every musa it's like this is the class they've been waiting for right this is what musa was supposed to be is what i keep hearing and i'm just like dude i cannot wait to play on ninja lawn sork Warrior, any of these classes that are going to shit all over Hasashin all the time. It's going to be funny. Um, Alright, that having been said, I do think... So, have you watched a lot of gameplay or PvP or PvE? Probably not as much as you, but I have seen gameplay. So, what do you think of, what do you think of it? Like, its skills and its style and all that. I mean, the thing is, is it's kind of hard to judge right now because they only have pre-awaken, right? Like, right. they don't have awakening, they don't have succession. So they're missing, like, a lot of key elements of their kit. Um, but, I don't know, it, it looks pretty cool, I guess. It, it doesn't, it's not something that I'm, like, instantly drawn to or want to re-roll to, but, I mean, I'll make one and level it up. I mean, assuming there's going to be rewards attached to it, so I'd do it anyway, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks kind of cool. It's got some cool mechanics, like the whole, like, you place the tornado on the ground, and then you can reactivate it to teleport to it type thing. Mm -hmm. That's pretty dope. So, I don't know. I love the tornadoes. I just feel like they don't actually do anything except for the teleport one. Yeah, same. That's why I was kind of saying, like, I hope the Awakening is, like, more, like, tornadoes and stuff. Because that would be kind of cool. I have a feeling the Awakening is less tornado. So there was an interview last week um, that came out in KR where they just they talked about the Hasashin and whatever. And the guy in the interview said, the Pearl Abyss employee said that the Awakening is going to be more stylish but focused on melee. Whereas the pre-Awakening and Suck is mid-range, like magic. 
So I don't think. I think so it's maybe just the gonna suck go, is more tornadoes. Yeah, the suck will maybe be more tornadoes, but the actual awakening is probably just gonna be closer to like awakened lawn or ninja or something. Is my guess. I don't know, but they did say it's gonna be more flashy, even though it's melee. So maybe like, but then that'll also just mean use like the tornado animations are just for style, not actually doing anything. I don't know, that's my thing, is like, I don't yeah. want, like, the idea of, like, throwing out tornadoes for chip damage or for debuffs, like, AP, DP debuffs, or whatever, like, you, there's a lot of cool things you could do with it, and I, I feel like they're just low damage, it's like throwing out a disc on a sword, like, it kind of means nothing in PvP, except for the disc can knock back, but you can't do that on the tornado, so the disc actually has more utility. I don't know. It doesn't seem that, that, that good to me. Um, but I do think like visually, I think it looks really cool. My, my only issue with the Hasashin is I hate his S block because when he's walking backwards, he looks a little bit like he pooped himself. <laughs> have he's you, got the warrior walk, dude. Have you noticed that? The, the backwards walk, like he looks like he pooped himself and he's trying not to let the poop fall all the way down to his feet. I have not. No. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird S block. Yo, your boy just got a Tungrad belt out of the uh, the blue chest, by the way. Easy. Okay. You're carried. This is why you're the so Oasis geared. chest. This is why you're so geared, dude. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so what do you think of the Hasashin getting a grab in Awakening? I don't know. I don't really care one way or the other, in all honesty. I think people are pissed about it. I, I feel like it, it's hard to talk about, like, it has a grab, what are your thoughts? It's like, well, I don't know the rest of the kit, right. so I, I can't it, really tell if that's, like, justified or not. Does the rest of the kit matter when you have a grab, dude? That's all you have to do to win. It's just press it. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, I forgot the golden rule. The grab is literally the only thing you ever need, so. The golden, it is the golden rule, dude. Uh, dude, alright, so I do, I love, I love that. If the Awakening is melee and has a grab, I kind of love the idea of um, the Awakening and Suck being completely different styles. So I don't get bored, dude, when I'm playing them. I'm going to swap back and forth, change up my class instead of fully re-rolling. Right. Even though I'll probably still fully re-roll, which is what I do, man. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, and you're just going to sit on those coupons, huh? Uh, somehow I doubt that. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, know I don't know. I, I think it it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. Um, it seems like they're trying to play around with some new mechanics with the whole like return uh, to place thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Kind of interesting. Um, when do you think we'll get them? <laughs> when is console getting it first or whatever? They're getting it on Wednesday. He'll officially be playable this Wednesday on console. Mm, early next month. I think we're going to get pre-creation either this week or next week. So they could still say they gave it to us in July, but gave it to console first. That's my guess. But I'm, I'm thinking two weeks it. out. I mean, they don't have localization, two right? Two weeks after console gets it. Yeah, I can see that. They don't have to wait for any localization since it's at, it's coming to console. It's already done. Um, Bro, you know they, they're still going to use that excuse, though. They can't wait for uh, 
Amazon's New World, because uh, rest in peace, Amazon's New World. Your rest, rest in peace, New World, delayed 2021, baby! Yeah. At this rate, fucking Ashes of Creation is going to come out before that fucking game. <laughs> Dude. Or Odalita. Who knows? That'll be crazy. Can you imagine? Wait, are Odalita we still getting that? I thought, I thought Odalita was just cancelled at this point. It was well. It was supposed to be a a, a duo release expansion with New World, <laughs> but since New World got delayed, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know when we're ever getting that shit, dude. We just need to listen. I know everybody likes to laugh at me and say like I'm Alex Jones or whatever. Listen, believe in this. <laughs> believe in this tinfoil. This company only fucking releases big content whenever they are A, in deep shit, or B, about to be in deep shit. So if you want Odalita, all you have to do is make people mad about something in the game, and we'll get it instantly. I literally guarantee it. Now, when you say this this company, do you mean Kakao? Since Pearl I mean Pearl is But their release schedule seems to be more just based on like whatever they want. What came out in March? Because that's when they got Odalita. I feel like there wasn't a big release. So I think it's like... No, but for us, though. For not us. for KR. They don't care when KR gets shit. Yeah. That market's unimportant. No, they just re they release KR as soon as they get it, because KR is infatuated with them. But with us, it's always like, oh, we want to introduce a, a little bit more pay-to-win? Uh, let's just uh, drop this really quickly. And that way they're all happy, and they, they don't get so upset about the, the extra pay-to-win. Like, right. happens every time. Yeah. Bloom mentions that console doesn't even have Guardian. Why are they getting Hasashin? Localization. Mean, <laughs> yeah, localization, dude. Localization issues with Guardian, bro. <laughs> no, my theory is straight. Like, Guardian would be so busted on console, the way it's set up right now. I don't know. It'd be weird to not play Guardian on console when it comes out, when you could just press... What is it? XO analog pad right X and kill everybody. Dude, you know what's a weird thing? I, I I never thought about this before the other day, but I, I was watching a a console streamer and they said, Oh, he just V'd. And we were thinking about it like no he didn't. He doesn't have V. That's not a button on his <laughs> controller. He X'd or O'd or whatever button is the same thing as emergency escape. He definitely didn't V. So what did I didn't even what, think about that. I wonder if there's any console players. What uh what button is V? Is emergency emergency escape? escape. What button's emergency? Yeah. Henny, what what button is emergency escape? <laughs> we use PC slang. It's not slang, that's the actual button you press. V on console is is all the triggers and X. Interesting. So you should say that. Ah, he all the triggered an That's that sounds That sounds like awful though. Like imagine if it was like your emergency escape was you have to press like Control fucking... Delete F four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> Oh, and they say e buff. Alright, the e buff thing's weird. That's your what what button's E on? Like what controller? Button. I feel like we, I feel like we need to like copy strike console players at this point, right? Start sending out takedown notices. Yeah. L two plus square. 
Oh, it's a it's a formula. Oh, dude, did he actually L two plus square buff in that in that fucking yeah. duel right now, dude? <laughs> you fucking L two plus square buffing in a battle arena with a loser. <laughs> I think that actually sounds cooler. <laughs> L two plus square buff, dude. Dude, who L two plus square buffs in a one v one? Oh my god. I, I'm gonna use that from now on instead of e-buff. Anytime someone talks about like e-buff or q-buff, I'm gonna call it L2 plus square buff. <laughs> it's like, dude, Zerker L2 plus square buff is so OP. <laughs> do the people that play on, on PlayStation... Now I'm just interviewing the chat. Do the people that play on PlayStation 4 have a less shitty time than the one... Like a PS4 Pro have a less shitty time than the people on Xbox? Like, is the performance better? Or is it roughly the same? I'm kind of curious on that. Because, like, Xbox is way better. Xbox has way better performance. Why would that be if it's, like, lower power? That's fucking weird. All I'm curious about are, are you guys excited to play Crimson Desert on the next-gen consoles on 25 FPS instead of 10? No, if it's well, if Crimson Desert has better graphics, it'll be on a. It'll probably be back <laughs> down to ten. Dude, imagine playing on a system where the devs remove forty percent of all of your mobs from the game, and your frame rate doesn't go up still, and they just leave it that way forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, dude, that sucks. All right, anyway. I feel bad for console players, dude. I really do. I legit do. But you know what they do have that we don't get? Is when they move, when they inevitably move to PC, that feeling of playing on PC the first few, like, the first, like, few weeks where, like, even if you're only getting 60 FPS and it's locked at that, it feels, like, insane. You're just like, dude, this is crazy. (laughs) A console player who moves to PC is the equivalent of, like, the fucking, uh, the chamber in Dragon Ball Z. I forget what it's called. The hyperbolic time chamber? Hyperbolic time chamber, yeah, yeah. exactly. They're just in there playing on 12 FPS, like, miserable experience, 30-second load screen. Dude, their fucking load screen is as long as the death timer in Siege. So it's like, they have double the death timers right off the bat. Ah, oh, dude. That shit's crazy. Alright, stop getting me for jump machines. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so Hasashin, I, do, are you gonna play it at all, Reslar? Like, I I literally already said it? I'm probably gonna make it and level it up. Yeah, I know, but just for rewards. But are you? Is there any chance you main it? Do you think? Oh no, no, like, absolutely not. Style? There's no chance you main it. Like, it style's not your thing. I mean, I, I I can't say anything about the awakening. Like maybe the awakening will pique my interest, but uh, in its current state, no, it, it it's not like it's nothing that I would really consider re-rolling to. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm wondering just because you said you were always like a little bit interested in ninja, but you ended up not playing it and Musa, and apparently this is a a Musa plus ninja plus tornadoes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't like. I've explained this to you before. Like, I enjoy, like, the flex classes, but not in Node Wars. Like, that's not what I want to be doing in Node Wars. You prefer to just obey Mina? Huh? Well, flex gets to do what they want. I do what I want. No, you don't, dude. I'm telling Mina. I'm family right now. 
My job, things. my job right now is literally like, hey, help defend the base, and other than that, I really don't care what you do. That's literally my job right now in No Doors. Interesting. I feel like that's kind of how most people play. Sadly. And that's why no one's up with the group when we need them. Uh, so... <laughs> What do you? All right. So the con, the GM on on console said that the Awakening has a grab, and I guess there's a little bit of a controversy. Some people think that either a he doesn't know what he's talking. There's a lot of options here. So here we go. A he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he just lied. B he knows what he's talking about, but he wasn't supposed to say, and now he's probably going to lose his job. Or C why are the console GMs allowed to talk about it, but in KR they don't. What are you, what what's what's the act what's happening here? Uh, a CM probably said something they weren't supposed to. A, a G, I, he had it, the GM it, tech. He had the GM tech. GM CM whatever same difference. No, I I I have a feeling it's literally just somebody who has insider information and then said something that they weren't supposed to say. Or is it like a chimney situation? Like where he like doesn't actually know what a grab is. Like, <laughs> you you yeah. know what? We can't rule that out. <laughs> He's like, these players are asking if he can gather. Yeah, he he can gather, just like other, every other class. He can grab onto weeds and bushes and stuff. Yeah, he has. Why am he I has, being grieved has, by Bro Samden? But... He has a grapple. He grabs uh, you know, like trees and weeds and stuff. Yeah, it works <laughs> very similar to Musa and Mewa's grappling arrow. Uh, <laughs> dude, what if that was it? What if the, all the mooses are getting hyped about finally getting a grapple, and it's just grapple arrow again on a different class? <laughs> Do you think it's it's a teleport tornado block jump thing is too powerful? The one where it like teleports behind you and does the float from like pretty far range. Have you seen that that ability? I don't. I don't think it's too powerful. I just think, like, why do we need another one of these? Uh, I don't really get it. It's the only way to get behind a guardian. But... And I am concerned about, like... So part of the reason block jump is so annoying is because even if you manage to not get hit by the stiffen, you are going to get grappled right after it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they might have a grapple in Awakening is like, okay, well now are they going to be able to use that grapple like right after coming right. out of their fake block jump? Because like right. that's a huge part of it as well, right? So like if that ability is usable in Awakening, then I would assume they would be able to, which then suddenly makes that ability a lot fucking stronger. Right. Yeah, I wonder about that too. Because if it's like ninjas, yeah, I, I either can they use the the grab whether they're in pre awakening or awakening once they get it. Is question one and question two is like, can you use that teleport ability if you're in awakening and does it bring you to pre awakening? Because if you have to if you have to block jump C swap grab, it's it's less scary. Right. But if you could just block jump press E. Then it's a little bit more scary, especially because that that thing has way more range than like actual block jump. Right. Also, I don't know. Don't how you have to like hit them is. first or something? Um, you know, it's one of the things you have to hit them with the the little shuriken thing. It's pretty fast. Like, I mean, they'll most likely be blocking it, not dodging it. So I think it's like kind of hard not to hit them with it. Is it like malice? Yeah, it's like malice, except I think it's further range. It's more like 
It's kind of like a slower animation stub arrow. Well, like the animation to start the projectile is fast, but the projectile travels slower than stub arrow. Is the thing. I don't know. It's interesting. I also wonder if their grab will have super armor. Or an iframe. Like flash bondage. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Class still looks fun to me. Supposedly it's going to be good at grinding. We'll see what happens. Dude, I would like to not break my fingers every time I go to Sakraya on Kuno. You know? <laughs> uh, Alright, moving on. So the GM should be fired, you said? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, all right. So there's some new PVE stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the global labs. Give me a second. I gotta you know clear this pack. Since Nash is not here, I gotta be the distracted one in. Oh, is this honor. the is this the is this the thing you told me about? It was a few different things. Yeah, depends on which one you're talking about. I'm pretty hype about this. Uh oh, I don't know which one you're hype about. The uh, Savage Rift 4.0, man. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, we could talk about that one too. Hold on, I'll I'll start with that one. Savage Rift. It's not, but it's not a dungeon or anything. It's the difference. It's like literally just a scroll boss. Sounds like. <laughs> it's just. I I just can't believe it. You can't believe it's a scroll boss, or you can't. What can't you believe? I can't believe that even though the two entire ass game modes and also reworks that they've come out with this content is dead and they're trying to do it again in a different way. All right, so this is, I'm, I'm going to read this as it's written. So it's a translation. Wish me luck. <laughs> uh, this is Google. Thank you. I would like to thank Google ahead of time for this poor translation. Here we go. Crack Echo is a season only item. Wait, is this the thing? Yeah, it's a season-only item and will be applied to Korea in the second season as well as other countries in the first. So I guess when we get this, if it comes out before the end of the first season, we can already use it. Um, so you can only use it on a seasonal. So that's one difference already right off the bat. So that's odd. Um, currently, a lot of adventurers are playing games through the season server, but I thought that those who'd want, who want together might be lonely. <laughs> Thanks, Google again. I'd like to take a second time out to thank Google for this poor translation. All right. Uh, to this end, through the echo of cracks, we added a device that, if not often once every season, server adventurers can party and join together to get support items. It's more effective when you do it m with more than alone, about once a week. How about having a party and having fun together? <laughs> Why do they say it like it's an advertisement? Sounds like they're releasing <laughs> Mr. Bucket in BDO. Um, Echoes of Cracks can be obtained by combining five pieces of cracks. Fragment can be obtained from Valencia, Kama, Dregan, and Odalita local hunting grounds or Savage Cracks. I think that means Savage Rift. I think Crack is Rift. So it's called Echo of Rift. So it, it's there it's like Savage Rift. You know, it's got, it's got it right in the name. If you use the Echo of the Rift, that's what I'm going to call it, uh, in a specific place with a black rift that appears only on the Black Spirit server, violent boss monsters will flock. By defeating the wild boss, you can get items to help grow your character in the season. The echo of, of the rift consists of three stages. When the echo of tier 2 
rift is complete, certain monsters may appear through the rift with a low probability, and you can acquire additional items that can help you grow if you kill a certain number of monsters for a certain period of time. You may also have the most violent bosses with low probability in the Echo Tier 3 rifts. The boss is very violent, but if killed, you can get better loot than the other three levels, since the bosses who can hear the Echo of Crack gather together are rowdy. <laughs> It is. They're all drinking, dude. They're just drinking and having a good old time. Since they're rowdy, it is recommended to proceed with the party members. And, uh, yeah. It can only be obtained on a... It says from the Black Spirit server, but I think it means seasonal. When defeating the boss, um, season has been added. Let's see, when hunting... Time-consuming blasts are fine. Oh, I don't know. Oh, they added time stones at Schultz, I guess. And followers. All right, yeah, the separate. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it sounds like it actually sounds to me more like the Voltara Rift. You know what I'm talking about? You know what? I forgot Voltara even existed. Yeah, so this right. is gonna be Savage Rift uh, 5.0, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, it, this reminds me more of the Voltara Scroll, where you can like spawn a boss that spawns mobs. That one was like AP capped. I don't know, but I, I think it just gives you ore and time-filled blackstones and shit, so it's like not that crazy. It's kind of hard to fuck up. Just make sure they give enough time-filled blackstones and whatever. I guess it'll be worth it. Uh, so that's season only. Savage Rift 5.0, as Rezzer calls it. Uh, the next thing. Uh, Hex Sanctuary has been uh, reworked, and now the recommended AP is 160, so it's still going to be a lower-level area. Um, a graveyard of traitors was found hidden deep inside the Hex Sanctuary. Attacking the tombstones of the traitors located throughout the cemetery, Hex soldiers with grudges appear. The, the tombstone must be protected from the attack of the hungry Hex soldier, and when the betrayer's headstone is destroyed, the Hex soldiers disappear. Hex soldiers appear at regular intervals, and green oak Hex warriors appear every time they are killed. So this sounds like you're just protecting this tombstone so you can get loot from the mobs, and if the mobs kill it, they go away. So you want the tombstone to live. I like that. That sounds kind of fun and different, a little bit. It's like a reverse trees, where the mobs are attacking the tree instead of attacking you. Sounds like, uh... Altair of Blood. <laughs> Basically. Sounds yeah. like Altar of Blood, but in the open world. Yeah, open world Savage of 6.0. There we go. Yeah. And then Pretty last much. but I not mean, least. How, how, how many times can we recycle these ideas, boys? Just keep recycling them. Put a new coat of paint on them. Slap them out in the world. Content, baby. Uh, And then new uh, this new item drop called a black, red, a black or red soul stone. Um, it can drop, let's see, it can drop in Kama, Dregan, and Odalita, and it's super rare, and I don't know if you need more than one, or two different colors, or whatever, but when you have them, or it, or combine it, or something, and you bring it to an NPC, it gives you a box, it gives you a bunch of accessories, and, um, like, it has a chance to give, like, I think six or seven different accessories, one of which being the Deborah Connected. So that next actually going to start being sold on the marketplace. 
How exciting is that? And the red crystal's uh, price is from 66 mil to 126 mil. So if you just want to sell the crystal. So it sounds like red shards and black shards that you have to combine to make a box. But if you're having bad luck, you could just sell the shard, I guess. You have to exchange 100 of them. Why doesn't it say that anywhere? There's no way you have to exchange 100. They're each worth 100 mil. Why would you exchange 100 of them for a Deborah Connect worth 500 mil? Does it say it? I don't see that. Exchange 100 of them. Oh, this? You're saying it says it on there? Oh, maybe the actual completed stone is worth 100 mil then. That's possible. Yeah, you have to exchange 100. Okay, so then, yeah, maybe the base ones don't... Yeah, this one doesn't have a market value, it looks like, anyway. So, I don't even, I don't even know, dude. I'm not too sure. So, what is this thing, then? So, this is the complete... Does the... What, why, why would you exchange 100 of this item worth 100 mil for a box that can give you an item that's worth 500 mil? Oh, is this something different? Oh, what is this? Rest, red crystals. Oh, is this just for like something separate? That's not related to the box at all. Okay, fucking, I hate patch notes, dude, on Global Labs. Can they just, can they stop calling Global Labs and just call it the <laughs> Korean Labs? Since they're not going to give us any other languages. Fucking tilts me, dude. Uh, well, whatever. The good news is Deborah Connects might be available in the marketplace. The bad news is we're never getting Odalita. Because that's going to count as content and delay Odalita. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Okay. Node War. Res, you're doing T1 Node Wars. Can you describe to us how fun it is <sighs> and why all Siege Guilds should move to it as it seems they are already doing it slowly over time? Uh, yeah. T1s are pretty cool. I guess. I don't know. Kind of just different. I don't really understand, like, the, like, it's so much better, like, thing that a lot of people seem to have. Like, I don't really think it's necessarily better. It's just different. Um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of sucks that, like, I can't, like, I have 285 AP, but, like, because we place on generally lower level nodes, because we are generally very outnumbered. Uh, I don't get to, like, use my gear, you know? But, I mean, not dealing with PA is pretty nice. It makes, uh, like, engages whenever they actually happen uh, quite a bit more enjoyable overall. And uh, I suppose that's why Black Rose is placing on T1s all of a sudden, because they were just kind of on our fucking node a week ago, and we were like, wait, what? Why is Black Rose on our node? And uh, instead of uh, leaving Siege, they brought Siege with them because they dropped with, like, three other fucking guilds. So they had, like, a four-guild alliance, basically, on this node. <laughs> Is that not something T1 guilds are excited about? <laughs> I don't think so. It seemed like general consensus was like, well, why didn't everybody team up on Black Rose and just remove them from the fucking playing field? Oh, because they had a four-guild alliance. That's why. So, uh, you know, 
Instead of, uh, you know, they're leaving Siege and bringing Siege with them to T1s, which is where they're trying to escape from Siege 2. I don't really get it, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Alright, let's... What about from the Siege Guild's point of view? Do you think T1 is more fun than 100-man T4, T3s, and Siege? I mean, T3s, T4s don't exist, right? There's a reason that Siege Guilds have been placing on T2 30-mans for, what, like, fucking year now? At least, like, most of the fucking Siege Guilds, if not longer. Like, I don't know. It's just the company doesn't seem to want to acknowledge that there's an issue at the high end of uh, large-scale PvP. So they just keep ignoring it, and then these Siege Guilds keep, like, ruining wars at lower levels. First it was T2s, and now it looks like it's going to end up being T1s. Because even if the Siege Guilds can't use their gear, their fucking gear and T1s, they're still going to use their fucking influence and bring four-man alliances to their fucking T1 Nodors. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, I mean, I hope, you still have an advantage. Uh, Here, here's the thing with the gear cap that I think people keep overlooking. is like, not every person on a T1 guild has 280 AP and 346 DP. I know everyone thinks right. that they do, but they don't. So, like, when a guild from a siege, or that normally castle sieges goes there, they still have a gear advantage. Like, not everyone is at the cap. And everyone that's in these siege guilds still have a cap. Or are at the cap, you know? And, right. like, the DR, the extra DR still works. Your crystal setup still works. Shit, some of the people in T1 guilds can't even afford Elkar crystals. They haven't even gotten to that point in the game. A lot of them now are wearing Tuvala gear. So it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just so scummy to me to be like... Ah, I don't know. It's I I get it though. So I don't. It's not that. It's not actually that scummy. It's just it just sucks because it's gonna like. They had their little sanctuary that they were happy about. Like, dude, we actually have good fights here, and all the guilds are kind of even. And now, um, now now that's over. Here comes siege guilds with four or five man alliances. Yeah, yeah. it kind of sucks, especially as a guild like. Like, we're a small-ass guild, right? Like, we're trying to get into T1 Nodors. We just started fucking, like, two weeks ago. So yeah. it's like, for us, who, like, rarely bring more than 15 people to a node, to all of a sudden having to fight, like, 25, like, Black Rose members on a T1, yeah, the gear is capped, but it's still 25 fucking Black Rose members. Like, it just fucking sucks. Like, yeah. We can usually do pretty well against other, like, actual T1 guilds, even if they do have a full 25 people. Because, like you said, not everyone is, like, at the caps. Not everybody has, like, a full PvP, like, gear setup. Um, they are also usually not very well, like, coordinated, and you can usually, like, I don't know, fuck around with them a little bit more. Um, but yeah, none of that with, uh, with a Siege guild. You just kind of lose all ability to do anything because not only do they have more gear than you in this equalized gear contest, they also are bringing a completely full 25 or however many the cap is going to be like veteran fucking node war players that know exactly what to do at all times of the day, basically. Do you think the only reason is because of protected area or you think it's worse, like deeper than that at this point? 
I don't know. I, a little birdie told me that Black Rose has been getting clapped in Siege lately, and that that's why they're on T1s, is to get away from that. I don't know if that's true. I don't pay attention to these things. But, uh... I mean, PA definitely has something to do with it, right? At the end of the day, the reason why a lot of people are on T1s is because they don't want to have to fucking deal with PA. Because right. it's just annoying. It's annoying to have to fill your guild with minimum, like, 40-50% which wizard just to win a fight on, like, a casual node war. Right. Like, it, it's just not fun. Alright. And what's the solution? I mean, remove PA, but I, uh, I, almost feel like, I almost feel like right now, if you remove PA for a couple weeks, just because it's different, people would be trying out T3s and T4s again. But after a little while, I feel like the exact same thing would happen. Slowly would devolve into T1s or whatever tier everyone is at. I mean, there's fights. Also, so several there's a, there's, things need... There's a, sorry, there, real quick. There's another big element of like, we just want to destroy noobs. Oh, yeah. That, that definitely exists as well. Yeah. But, like, okay, so here's what you do. First of all, like, stuff at the high end has to change. Uh, like, one of the biggest issues with Siege right now is the Merc system. I've talked about it. You've talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. Mercs are not good for Siege in its current state. The fact that you have unlimited Mercs is not a good thing. In fact, it's a very, very bad thing. Um, you should just not be able to merc in siege because it it stunts like natural siege uh guild growth. Like, why would you want to join an up and coming siege guild when you can just like merc into an actual siege guild? So the siege scene isn't getting any like new faces, any fresh blood. Siege scene is like just slowly dying more and more due to fucking Merc system and several other things that we can talk about for fucking hours if we really wanted to. Also, the nodes are not good. You, I, I will still, I will talk about this until the day I fucking die. I do not understand why they got rid of the single greatest change they ever made to Node Wars that never even made its way to NA. They used to have a system in KR where when you owned a T2, you could not go to a T1. When you owned a T3, you could not go to a T2. There was no way for you to go down. And you had to have a T3 or a T4 for Siege, just like you do now. So it's like, get these Siege guilds off of fucking T2s. T2 needs to be a safe place for non-Siege guilds. It has to be. Like, it just has to be. There has to be a place for these guilds to fucking fight. There's a reason why every T1 node has fucking 14 guilds on it. It's because all of the former T2 guilds are being pushed out of T2 by these fucking siege guilds. And again, like, I know, like, it sounds like siege guilds are the villains, and in a way they, they are, they can be, but, like, they're just trying to find fights. There's no reason for them to go to T3s or T4s. Like, you have to fucking... You have to separate these people based on their fucking skill level. I don't know what it is about this fucking company and refusing to do this. Like, you have to have separate tiers. It seemed like they kind of got the idea with tier one, but then they gave up or some shit. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. Like, make T4 a requirement for Siege. 
make people not be able to go down. So that way, whenever these siege guilds and make much less T4s as well, so that there's fucking actual competition for T4s, so that siege guilds can't just go, oh, well, we'll just get a T4 later on in the week. No, it needs to be a, listen, if you're a serious siege guild, we need to get our T4 early so that we can actually participate in siege this weekend. And then once they're on T4, they can't fucking go back down. It's not that fucking hard. You were almost fucking there. And then you got rid of that change for some reason. I, I just don't understand it. Right now, there's no reason to even fight on T3s or T4s. Like, the money isn't even really that good. No, it's bad. It's bad. Like, and another thing with fucking, with fucking Siege itself. Like, why? I don't understand why for being... Like, theoretically, right, winning a castle means that you're, like, one of the best siege guilds. One of the best PvP guilds. I don't understand why being one of the best PvP guilds in the game means that you can't PvP for a week. I don't get it. I, I will never understand it. Like, you need to give some fucking way for players to have actual content to do while they own a castle. Yeah. Well, like, there's a fucking reason that people use, like, fucking glitched out El Snako Gildo, like, back in the day, so that they could actually, like, continue fighting and shits. Because they, like, people want to PvP in these PvP guilds, and you literally make them not able to, and I don't fucking understand why. Well, it's also counterproductive, too, that, like, there's not enough fights, but you, five of the guilds that do node war and stuff can't participate. Yeah, can't, part can't participate. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I like, got you, common sense would tell you. Like, uh, I just don't understand. All right, remove remove castles entirely. Okay, just remove castles. Make uh make sieges. You can only have four forts on every single territory, ma absolute max, right? And in order to get separate the 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 nodes into three tiers, one, two, and three. So one is just how it is now. So it's for like noobs and seasonal characters and all that stuff. And then two is like the middle tier. You can't siege on two, and you need a tier three to participate in siege. But it's first come, first serve. You have to actually qualify and place and show where you're placing ahead of time. So, like, let's say if I want to place on Valencia, and it's important to me, my guild needs to win a tier three as early as possible, so that way I can place on Valencia. And then if you win Valencia, you don't, like, just own a castle and you're a castle holder. You you get the reward, you get the buff for a week on your guild, but you're still participating in Node Wars and need to qualify for the next week. And then if you own a tier 3, you can't fight on tier 2. If you own a tier 2, you can't fight on 1, and so on and so forth. That would actually be dope, dude. And fuck castles. No one likes castles. At least if you get rid of, like, the castles, it semi-eliminates the necessity. Not eliminates, but it reduces the necessity to just be, like, a full caster, like, only whiz witch work. Like, if everything is a little bit more open field and you're not fighting in a castle. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Fucking castles, like, you literally can't engage. Like, alright, think about this. If they remove PA, Valencia and Medaya are impossible. You're just never, ever getting in. Yeah. Well, we talked about this last podcast, right. I think, right? Where we said if they remove PA, they'd have to actually rework the castles. Right. So that it's not just you have to ball up and then go through this one choke. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that that would be Which, so I mean, much... I, I think they should. I, I don't understand. There's no reason why they couldn't rework the castles as well. 
Dude, then like, some people's egos would also have to be hit because right now it's like you can sit on a castle and be like, well, you know, this person had the castle buff, so they were going to win. Like if you made it all open world or open like uh, fighting, kind of like Serendia Balanos, like everywhere, like that excuse just gets removed. Now you lost because you're worse or you were bad that week or whatever, you know, and like these guilds would have to fight each other. I don't know. Because you know it's like the top guild's always only 1v1 when it's like one of them's in a castle. So they you always have that little excuse. Like, well, you know, they, it's hard to get through that gate. So we're not actually worse than them. And then when that guild goes up, like, see, it was hard for them to get through the gate too. So they're they're also not actually worse than us. I don't know. Castles are... I, I don't like castles at all. And castles ruin the game. But dude, if you had like... I think it would be so sick. Imagine like four, only four guilds could qualify for Valencia. So it's like, even if a guild had an alliance that was overpowered, like let's just say for the sake of example, Cho and Snake allied, right? If you, if guilds placed on a node and you could wipe Snake out for like two or three days and now four guilds qualify for Valencia and they can't even participate, but Cho did, like that would be kind of, kind of cool. And then they'd have to play somewhere else. I think that'd be interesting as fuck. Yeah, also, I'm there just... would be no sitting because you're not—you wouldn't be sitting. You wouldn't be a castle holder. You just win the buff, you get the money, you get the buff for a week, but you're still just participating in node wars. And you need to qualify again for the following week, and then that way Saturday just feels like a large scale, a little bit more organized node war. And then all the people that don't yeah. want to participate can and are separated on their own nodes. That shit would be so much fun, dude. Listen, shit, listen, Pearlbus. We have a fucking tinfoil that you guys listen, at least in some capacity, this show. You need to understand. I am speaking to people at Pearlbus, the devs, the people who make the decisions at Pearlbus. From you the need bottom to of understand. You Sorry, need to understand that Siege is not good. It's not good. It's not good, and it hasn't been for quite a while. Siege is dying in an A. Siege is dying in EU, if not fucking dead already. Frosty just talked to some KR players the other day. Siege is dead over there, too. It's not just us. Even the KR players talk about how Siege is dead. Siege is not in a good place right now. And I understand that there's some fucking changes about wanting to get rid of fucking T4s. And, like, you know, maybe that's a step in the right direction. But small changes are not going to fix Siege. Like, you guys need to get together, put your heads together, and figure out a fucking overhaul. That is what Siege needs right now. Because Siege is fucked, and it has been for a long time. It needs a fucking overhaul. It needs a rework. Or we're like going back to Arcade. Enough, like, dude, we can't have more, like, small changes. Like, I know small changes can sometimes have big impacts. Like, if you got rid of Unlimited Mercs in Siege, that would have a pretty big impact. But it still would not fix the problem. I do want to briefly mention that. Right, so I, I asked two separate English-speaking Koreans that play 100% full-time in KR since like forever. For three years or more. Um, I can't pronounce their names, so I apologize. Uh, <laughs> they both... Because there's this weird thing that NA does where they blame... Hold on, wait one second, sorry. <laughs> he's he's going to he's going to yell at the Miss Frosty. How dare you watch fucking <laughs> renovating homes in my yeah, living room? Sorry about that. Um, 
It's not a reno. It's not. Are you watching a home improvement show? No. <laughs> no. Um. So there's a uh, this weird notion that I I have heard this multiple times, and I, I'd be willing to bet, Res, you probably heard this too. That Perl or not Perlovis, PA protected area is not being nerfed because in KR they don't know how to use protected area, and they don't really use Wizard's Witch. Like that's not their meta. Their meta out there is mostly mass rangers and also siege is dead right so i asked like i clarified on these things specifically and asked why why their players think siege is dead and it was like super super abundantly clear so one like uh the first guy literally laughed when i said that na thinks that kr doesn't really use protected area and that they don't have a lot of whiz witch in their siege guilds they like he literally laughed and said that's literally all the siege guilds are and the entire node war and siege scene is like based around pa like that's like the main skill and you recruit whiz witch super hard and then and then they also said like the siege scene is dead and has been dead for a long time because there's two unions in in kr like basically like two alliances that are just like way above the rest and like unkillable and they don't like unlike us they don't turn on each other so they just hold the castle forever and no one participates it's not fun and no one cares anymore they just give up they just don't give a fuck like everyone just said we're over it we only really care about large scale and small scale and that's it and like as simple as that so one they do use protected area although for whatever reason maybe because they don't siege anymore they don't really care as much about siege so protected area doesn't bother them as much since they prefer the small scale stuff but for us, like, I mean, like the difference might be in small scale. Maybe they don't really care about PA as much. Whereas, like, for us, it's like, dude, we still use PA so much on 30 mans. Like, and if your guild has fewer PAs than the other guild, it's like, you're fucked. So, I don't know. And yes, uh, Bloom, they do, they do do a lot of T1s. But they'll do T2s also. But they do a lot of T1s. But mostly it's, like, just the, the size. It's like they only do, like, 30 mans. So they're just like playing PvP for fun. And it's like a lot of skirmishers and for fun. I don't know. So, I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to mention that. Because it's weird to think that KR players don't use PA when they, they do. And they literally like revolve their builds and pushes around it in their guilds as well. Just like we do. Um, anyway, so back to us going to Arcades, Res. What were you saying? I don't know. Dude, that, that's the thing, though. Is so, like, because if they don't change it, when one of these games comes out, if if ever a good game came out, like, people would move over so fast. Like, the combat is super good and stuff, but, like, if the end game PvP doesn't feel impactful or fun, then it, it makes, like, everything else you're grinding for feel like a waste of time. And, like, even though it's, like, a sandbox, and they're, even without good rewards, like, T2s used to be so much fun, dude. It's, like, all I cared about. And now, like, I just don't, I don't know, now Node War just feels like such a chore. Because most of the time, it's not even a guild we can fight. And, like, the, the few times that we get fights, it's like a, a miracle. I don't know. We get to 1v1 G... Whenever we 1v1 GVG uh, in Galaxy, it's, like, actually back and forth. So it's super fun. But if it's not GVG, either we just get shit-stomped or we run over, like, really, really tiny baby guilds. And it's awful. Or it's like six guilds versus Cho Nation while they farm us for two hours and no one can kill them. And eh, rant there. God damn it, Avenir. You know, I'm jumping shaming a lot when trying to use Brace, and I think it's because I'm pressing spacebar like a millisecond before shift. So there's that.
Uh, moving on. I still, I don't know why, every time I look in the Discord, the last thing they actually said is basically that it was my fault that this happened. Alright, so... <laughs> That's definitely not what he said. <laughs> basically, dude. Because we started late, it's so my bad. Um, I don't know, we don't have too much else. Uh, the, the skill screen, they changed, so the skill window, we got the skill window, Rezar, now that we have it in game, how do you feel about it? Uh, it's weird. It's weird. I think, like, once we all get used to it, it'll be fine. When you turn off the actual video demo, it helps so it's not completely full screen, because the full screen thing is fucking dumb. So turning off the video demo makes it way more bearable. I think when we get used to it, it'll be fine. I do love that you can, like, shift left and right click to unlearn everything or learn a full skill without having to click a million times. So, like, the passive that has 20 levels, you can shift left click and it'll learn it all the way to max instantly. So that kind of stuff is cool. I think like you don't really use the skill screen outside of like hovering over skills to see what they do that much. Like it, it's dawning on me, um, except for swapping back and forth. So once the quick swap's actually good, it'll be nice. Right now it's like, it doesn't save your quick slots and it doesn't save your cooldowns. Um, if we get the patch that KR got last week, then on Wednesday it should going forward, save your cooldowns and your quick slots. So when you swap between Suck and Awakening, like, all of your shit that you saved and set up will be there. Or at least it's supposed to be, in theory. They got that patch two weeks ago on Global Labs, and KR got it last week. So hopefully, hopefully we get it this week. Um, I feel like... See, I, I was with the idea of them not, like, wanting you to change back and forth. But they seem to refuse to make Awakening viable in PvE on a bunch of classes for some reason. And I don't understand why. Like, why can I not grind on my Kuno and Awakening? Why do I have to grind Succession? Why is it a million times more efficient? Or like, um, Awakening Musa, or Awakening anything. Like, all, all these Awakening Ninja. Like, I know they did those buffs back in the day, but I, like, a month ago. But it was, like, not even close to enough. It's, like, not even... It's not even close. Like, some of the Awakenings. And it tilts the shit out of me. Because I actually... Like, I don't like Awakening for PvP, personally, on, on Kuno. But I think PvE, the Awakening, is way more fun. But it's so inefficient that I just can't use it. And I hate it. Maybe not a problem Zerker has, or, or Archer, since you don't suck. But, like... Yeah, I was going to say. Can't relate. <laughs> So, yeah, it's nice that I can swap to Suck and Awakening when I want, except, like, I I would prefer to grind on Awakening and PvP in succession on my Kuno, and I, I that's not an option, because Awakening is so bad. And I'm sure, like, some ninjas, like, some ninjas just want to be Awakening. I, actually, a lot of ninjas. Like, Awakening and Suck is two completely different styles. So there's a lot of ninjas that actually like succession for both PvE and PvP, but there's a lot that like Awakening, and they have to switch to Succession. And even with the quick swap, the quick swap thing, I think it's so, it's just so dumb that you even have to switch just to like, well, I'm just gonna make way less money. My progression is slowed because of the class I like. I don't know. Just is it's so dumb to me. Yeah, and how do you defend? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That like Bloom points out. How do you defend a grind spot if you're way worse at one version than the other? Right? Like so, if you're like 
if you main Awaken Ninja and you go to Node War and Siege and you do all your 1v1s on it and you PvP on it, and, but you have to grind on succession, someone comes to your grind spot and asks to duel for spot, but your cooldown is up, do you have to duel them in succession? And if you're like, well, fuck, dude, I suck at PvP in succession, you like lose your grind spot. It's another thing that's so stupid about it. I don't know. I hate it. But I'm glad you can swap back and forth, but please also just make Awakening viable on all these classes in PvE and PvP. Like, PvE, the thing is that bothers me about the PvE is, like, PvP, there's implications that can change, like, balance and the way things are and whatever, but PvE is just like, dude, like, what the fuck? So, if you over, if you, like, overdo it, if you overcorrect and someone makes too much money for a little while, like, so fucking what, dude? Like, warriors were OP as shit for a while, like, uh, in PvE, and it's like, whatever, it took a few months, but it's like, it doesn't, like, negatively hurt the game like in any way it's fine so just like buff these awakenings to be good you know do what they did to warrior awakening for everyone else please like yeah, buff today. archer dude today buff archer don't buff archer dude that's the last thing we need buff archer dude bro archer sucks what do you mean we need buffs <laughs> no archer's fine i mean buff archer too if it's inefficient at these high end spots I haven't really done my research I, I, on Archer I don't, recently. I don't grind anywhere outside of Aquaman. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I was thinking, it's super crazy. When, when I first started playing BDO, like when I actually got into it and played a lot, Awakenings were already out. Right? So, I didn't get to experience what it was like to go oh, from... Oh, shit. What? It just makes me feel like a fucking boomer, man. A boomer. Well, I didn't get to experience what it was like to main a class for a long time, then and then play Awakening, and like it changed, it completely changed how you played your class. You know, especially if you're a ranger, for God's sake. Um, but right. now, like that succession is out. I think about how strange it is that a player comes into the game because there's a lot of new players on seasonal and it's interesting hearing them talk about their class or like when whenever i'm like streaming and people ask me well do i want to play awakening or succession or what what's the difference like what is awakening and succession it's it's kind of nutty that there's completely different trees like there's kind of a lot to choose from i feel like as a new player it's it's actually kind of kind of cool because it'd be like more fun to discover your class knowing that there's completely different trees yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I remember when Awakening came out. Like, don't get me wrong, people were really hyped about it. But there were quite a lot of people who were kind of, like, annoyed. They were like, well, I have to fucking use Awakening now. Because yeah. the damage on it is just too insane, right? Because, like, we didn't have Absolutes back in the day, right? Like, so, essentially, you were in Awakening 100% of the time. Because there's, like, almost no reason to be in Pre-Awakening unless you had, like, Pre-Awakening Grapples. That was basically, like, the only reason you would ever be in pre-awakening. So it was kind of funny. Uh, I don't know. It is interesting to to think about, like, the yeah, difference you, in, like, philosophy. Yeah. Or when you start a new game, you know when you when you look at the skill tree for the first time? Think about how different the skill tree, that first glance at a skill tree, was when you first started playing the game compared to what people see now. It's so huge. I don't know. Kind of nutty to think about. They have three tabs now versus one. 
Well, I don't mean like the visual. Yeah. I, I don't mean just the tab, like the, <laughs> the physical tabs. I just mean like the amount of options that exist now are kind of insane. Uh, and then you have shy. <laughs> and then you have shy. All right, let's uh, comments. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get to comments? Um, I don't think so. I think you could think... Uh, read the comments today. I can, yeah. All right, sure. I'll bring them up on screen. I just got my Jack in the Box, you know, so I gotta gotta indulge. You know, let's do let let's do one more uh, let's do one more quick topic. Okay. Uh, uh, upcoming MMOs. Well, what are All your right. what are your thoughts on them? What are you excited for? What are you not excited for? Uh so I'm switching full time to League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Zach mid main, dude. I mean, a Zach jungle main. Sorry, not mid. <laughs> dude, I. So, there's only three MMOs on, on my radar. And that's uh, Crowfall, <laughs> Pantheon. Go on. And uh, uh, the, the Arcade server reset on Unchained. Arcade, Ar- Arcade, Unchained, Unchained. Oh, uh, dude, have you seen any gameplay of Crowfall? That game looks so bad. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's still like in its first year of development after like what five years of development. It it looks terrible. Uh, no, so the only games I'm actually excited about are Elion is probably my first because I think it's it's going to come out first. It's the closest to coming out. Um, so Elion Online to me looks cool. I like Terra. I liked the Terra Dungeons. It's it's basically a, a sequel to Terra in a way, even though it's not technically the Terra world. But the, the bosses and the PvE look similar. So I think that is going to be fun and the action combat on it looks pretty decent it looks very much like terra looked but with better movement abilities and stuff um yeah so i think i think terra or <laughs> terra i think elion is my number one but number two would probably probably be um ashes of creation i i'm excited about that one i just don't know if it's ever going to come out because crowdfunding devs like to never release their games right and then uh amazon new world i'll try and i know like the whole world is gonna try it so we'll see and i hope that it is good the world itself looks good it reminds me a little bit of diablo universe like with kind of darkness and like kind of eerie vibe but to me the combat on it so far looks really bad it doesn't look fun to me you don't like Dark Souls-esque combat, I, I, man? I actually do appreciate Dark Souls-esque <laughs> combat, but I don't like if Dark Souls-esque combat was 50 million times worse and shit and slow. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you? Uh, so, I'm, I'm a full believer. Uh, disclaimer in the hype train around Ashes of Creation. I am, like, I am wary of it, though. Here's what I've said about Ashes of Creation from the day I learned about the project up until today, and it's what I'm going to say up until it releases and I make my final judgment on it. If Ashes of Creation manages to pull off everything that it wants to pull off well, and like in a cohesive way where like it's not just like everything is dead content except for like this one specific thing, 
Ashes of Creation will be one of the greatest MMOs to ever exist. Because they are trying to do a lot with that game. But the thing is, is that's a huge fucking if. Because there have been games in the past that have attempted less and failed more. So it's just a big fucking if. If they manage to pull it off, then I have no doubt it's going to be a fucking amazing game. But who knows if they're actually going to be able to pull it off. I hope to God that they do, and that's why I am all aboard on the hype train for Ashes of Creation. Uh, I think the second game I'm kind of keeping an eye out for is uh, Elyon. Uh, it basically, like you said, it looks like Terra 2. It could be the uh, the next game that I play to just kind of like fill time, which is what BDO is for me right now. Uh, who knows? have to get my hands on it first to really judge. But I did play Terra back in the day, so Terra 2 sounds fun. Uh, even if that's not technically what it is, but I mean, come on, it basically is. Uh, and then New World is interesting. It seems like it has gone through a lot of issues with its development, so I'm kind of monka s about it. Uh, like apparently, it wasn't even supposed to be an MMO at first. <laughs> it was supposed to be a single player RPG, and then they right. decided to make it into an MMO. Also, you have the fact that it originally was supposed to have open-world PvP, which, like, is my shit, but then they couldn't figure out how a fucking karma system works, so they just got rid of fucking, uh, like, open-world PvP entirely, which, like, why? Like, I know, like, you could still, like, oh, if you're flagged and someone else is flagged, then you could still fight. It's like, yeah, that's just a glorified duel. Like, that's dumb. That's really dumb. Dueling should not be the only form of open world PvP. That's really stupid. So I don't know. I'm hoping I'm hoping New World ends up being good. They've delayed it till 2021. Hopefully they use that time well and make it a better game. Uh, also, another game that uh, you didn't bring up, but uh, Blue Protocol also Ooh, looks like yeah. it could be pretty fun and hold my time for at least a little bit. Um, it's kind of an anime esque. Uh, anime-esque mmo uh no pvp though it's all uh pve stuff so if you if you only enjoy pvp that's the only thing you like about mmos then don't bother checking it out but it looks like it could be pretty cool the the combat seems pretty fun um it's kind of just the one that i'm least excited for in fact i'm really not excited for it i'm just kind of keeping an eye on it and uh we'll see what happens whenever like it actually comes out yeah, I spelled it protocol. I, I linked all the, I linked Lazy Peon's Ashes and Elyon video, and then a New World video that talks about the delay and Blue Protocol. Blue Protocol is, I'm excited for that one too, but that one's more of like how you feel about Elyon. Like Blue Protocol, for me, I'm super into PvP, so since the game doesn't have it, it'll always just be like an interim game that I'll play like in the meantime. Yeah, but it does look. Fun, I just and the world. Looks I just really don't cool. know. I just don't think Elyon can replace BDO. I really just don't. Like, I think it's going to be another Arc Age where everyone goes and plays it for a couple months, and then we all come back to BDO. Like, honestly. Yeah, it just depends because I don't know. Like, it's going to come out in probably a year or a or two. So it's so long from now that, like, in the West, that it will be out. That I don't know. I don't know if yeah. am I still gonna be playing BDO. I do got to make use of this pen ogre I just got. Humble brag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. Dude, are you gonna go for uh, are you gonna go for hex when they release hex next year? No, I'm doing a black star ogre ring. 
It's called the Black Star Necklace. Um. All right, yeah. so that's it for uh, that. We'll, well do comments now. Well, like Bloom, like Bloom mentioned, he says, "I hate that there's so many games, but literally nothing's released." Like, I I feel like it's four well, games years have been now. released. They've just been dog shit. Well, some, but like all the games that look really, at least to me, I don't know. I I was never excited about Bless or a re-release of Arc Age or a re-release of any game in the history of ever. I'm sorry, but re-releases to me are just <laughs> not exciting. I don't know. But every game that I am excited about or looks new and kind of interesting, I feel like never comes out. It's crazy. Except for Anthem. God, I love that game. <laughs> Dude, Anthem oh, 2.0 soon, man. You watch. That's the only re-release I'm yeah. hyped about. Anthem, Anthem Unchained, baby. Let's go. All right. We got comments right, now. Let me, let me pull uh, them up on screen so they're here while you do them. Hold on. All right, all right. Um, Make sure that keep in mind that the 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 bottom left corner is going to be filled. By the way, bottom left corner. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna do. Um, I've had something irritating my eye for like 20 minutes now. Videos. Why is this sorted so weird? Dude, we haven't done one in so long. <laughs> okay, so I normally, what I've been doing is going sort by newest first, and it puts it at the top, but then starting you, at the bottom. I know. Okay. You, I, yeah, I know, I know. And I know what you've been doing. People get mad, <laughs> I, all right. I'm here as well. All right. Uh, says, not first. Brandon Tisdale says Yaga and my PP itches. Uh, Lord X says, "Great guest. I'm a backup shot caller, but I would definitely get our main shot caller to watch this one. After listening to this, I understand I need to get Tet Wiz weapons back. I bought Tet Archer weapons. Have been top fragging, but haven't been very vocal at shot calling since. Mainly because as an archer, I'm staying back, blowing people up, so I can't ping where people need to be, and I can't see exactly what's happening on the front lines, which makes it harder. And yes, I don't know why people are scared to communicate during war." It's effing annoying as hell. I've spent one node war in uh, defense during a 2v1, letting the main shot caller know when we're being attacked and asking PA4 and attack 1 and 2 to spawn forward after dying to help us push out and then send them back to our offensive ball. It was long but successful war. We won in the end. People just need to be confident in themselves and commit to a call whether it's right or wrong. As if you don't, you will always lose. Apologies for the long comment. Great episode. Keep it up. Yeah, people not committing is like the number one thing that loses wars, I think. It's people like... That are like, well, I don't agree with that, so I'm not going to listen to it. It's like, that's going to lose every time. Like, you going off and doing your own thing just because you think the shot caller is wrong is literally, it literally is going to have a 100% like failure rate. It's, all, it's also like, a lot of people are just scared to die. And they're scared people are going to look at their performance like they did really bad. Yeah. Just die with the probably, group. Re die probably with the group, shouldn't. Res with the group. If the guild loses badly, the guild loses badly together. I probably shouldn't start a, a bad habit in several guilds now of reading awards. That's, that was probably a bad move on my part, but I didn't know better back in 2017. Hey, the awards are fun. Uh, Insectman420 says, I shot Colin and I have found that inspiration to listen improves based on the level of crude insults go out to the guild. If everyone hates your guts for calling them more brain dead than a sex offender in prison shower, they'll listen to what you spew out. <laughs> man's, man's taking lessons out of Sasha's notebook. 
C.S. Wilson says, I think what the guest said about the new class was interesting, but a little harsh. The new class looks like he's out of high school with some fresh Jordans and a fade. What is the company saying about us to create a character that looks like that? My comment would be there's quite a bit of Ken and Barbie type beautiful looks in almost every class. They don't make characters that look like Leatherface from a horror movie. Korean base hates that type of look, I'm sure. Think of K-pop looks. That's what they go for. I didn't expect a black character either, but I can accept it and give a thumbs up for being courageous enough to do it. Maybe Snake won't have someone in that new class playing in their guild unless its skills are good enough. That's fair. Just don't go on the looks Snake, or that might say something about you, Peace. So, I don't can, really know can why... I, can I mention... I don't even think in 2020 you can say the sentence, I didn't expect a black character either, but I can accept it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This huh? is, maybe this is just, maybe Frosty you can explain, because you're in California. Maybe you understand this. All right. I don't understand why it's courageous to have a black character. Like, why does, every time someone comes out with, like, a black or a gay character in, like, a game or a show or something, like, these sto- these Twitter stands are always like, oh, it's so brave. It's like, I why? I don't understand why it's like brave or courageous to have a person of color character or like a gay character or a trans character. Can you explain why that is brave to me? Because I, I don't get it. It's just a feeling I have in my heart. <laughs> I feel like they're brave. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even think that applies in this situation, to be honest. I mean, it is brave. Like, all right, let's say, let's just take a superhero movie, for instance, because we talked about it in the past. I won't even say a specific one, but let's say you have a superhero movie where it's like you've had three huge successful movies in a row, and the main character is a guy. And then in superhero movie number four, it's that same character's name, but you're using a girl. That's courageous because it might just flop in the box office. So that's that would be maybe like a courageous move. Like, that's risky to go the girl because people may hate this character but like i don't know having a black character in video I mean, is not that courageous well, also, are you, you could are you refer- a, what are you referring I'm just saying, to like, if, let's just say no 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 i'm saying like something like let's say iron man franchise if all of a sudden tony stark was tina's <laughs> tina stark <laughs> that would be courageous because you're like dude or like the ghostbusters movie was courageous because that movie was really bad, but they tried the to make it all The Ghostbusters movie was bad. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was about to say. That wasn't courageous. That so was just courageous because it's like a lot of money and it just fl- It was actually so bad. So it doesn't really help like when it's like supposed to be a movement and it's like that terrible. It's like, well, sort of did them a disservice there. But like in this, I don't know. I don't understand at all. But it see, doesn't like, really even apply like, here. Cause there's, the Ghostbusters kind of fucked themselves because when their movie was bad, they blamed it on there being women. Instead of men, we could bring Carbon on. And he can when tell the, us why this, when the, Carbon, the movie why is this was, was bad, I don't know. Carbon, There's Carbon's something. You, chat. Let's see what you people says. have. You Californians have some shit in your water that makes your brain fucked. That's my theory, honestly. All right, moving on. Void Null says, "Shy or slow little rats." Carbon uh, says it's not courageous. I'm with Rez on this one. <laughs> uh, shy are slow little rats. That's a pretty accurate description to me personally. Uh, Musassin says, Guardian has four iframes. I don't want to hear shit coming from, uh, or I don't want to hear shit from people coming about Chase no more. No? Nothing, Frosty? I got, I got nothing, no. Okay, moving Chase, on. Chase is busted, though. Austin Lasseter says, uh, 
the entire player base. This new market system is really well thought out. Meanwhile, at PA headquarters, wow, this is really well thought out. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it, it do feel like that sometimes. Caliver says, pretty sure the helmet-wearing mouth breathers who coded Suck Wizard conflate protected area with Pearl Abyss and can't figure out why it is we think the developer needs to be removed. <laughs> that's true. I actually know for <laughs> sure that's what's going on. We get it. Um, you don't like Pearl Abyss, all right? But unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the game. Assassin says, yeah, when I kept talking about Musa buffs, I was referring to Musa Awakening, not Succession. Also, Warrior Awakening... Still seems to delete pretty fast. Ninja Awakening does hella damage now, so we'll see how it goes. No, nothing. Uh, well, he's in. He's referencing the the PvP changes we got a couple weeks ago. Um, right. I mean, now after playing for a while, uh, none of the Awakenings are viable now. I mean, like not more or less viable than they were before, except for maybe Warrior and Mystic. And the rest are kind of just whatever. I don't know. I, it's kind of weird. But uh, Wizard does more damage, so there's that. And so does Dark Knight. Yeah. That's all on that. I'm just stating facts, dude. Ruben Rosales says, he he XD, I love my old guild. The Musassin says, Frosty, I think the issue with Musa isn't the damage numbers per se. The issue is that we have, at in my opinion, is that you mentioned some classes like Sork. Please look at Sork Awakening accuracy modifiers and compare that with Musa Awakening. Most of Sork's awake, Awakening damage skills have better modifiers than Musa damage skills. The highest accuracy modifier on Musa Awakening is 25%, but that skill isn't even used to kill, which is projection. Sork Awakening has some good modifiers. So if you have a Sork and a Musa skill doing 1,000 times 5, parentheses, random, damage, but on Sork they have a modifier of 20%, and Musa has 6%, and both Musa and Sork have 350 accuracy, 600 evasion, which do you think is going to hit more depending on whether the skill for either class is spammable or has protection? Musa has shitty modifiers on skills we depend on for damage, and even the skills we use for SA rotation have shitty accuracy. So me, as a Musa, can have great accuracy, heck, even two tet dons, as we pointed out several times. But if the skill has shit accuracy, the base accuracy is still shit. While someone with less accuracy than me, but has better modifiers, can dish out more consistent damage. No. Serpent Ascension and Katana Shower have shit accuracy. Bladespin has no accuracy. These skills all hit hard with Tet Dons. Just get Tet Dons, dude. I know you don't want to buy them, but you gotta get them. Yeah. Right. You need accuracy on Musa. You also need it on Sork and Ninja and all these other Awakened classes. Also, Awakening Sork damage at, at like the high end versus people with high end gear is uh, uh, just as bad as Musa. Also, not, not bad. Like, dude, I'm actually... I just fought recently a few Musas, like um, two or three Musas. Like, I know my DP is not that high. I'm only 361 DP with 750 evasion, so my gear is shit. But Musas can literally kill me with only Crust Crusher and Awakening at, when they have Ted Dons that are like 285 or 293. So, I, I, yeah. I'm <clears throat> my As more and more Musas explain their plight to me, I am caring less and less because it's just like so inflated and like mostly untrue. 
Yeah. And also, they forget also, that every uh, other class in Awakening has the same issues they have with damage. Fun fact, the highest accuracy modifier on Archer is 10%, so uh, Musa has 15% more accuracy on their highest modifier. Mm. Fun fact. Yeah, just just get Ted Dons, man. I know you hate it, but you need it, just like everybody else. Lost Souls says, re-rolling to Hashashin as soon as it comes out. I've been playing one class all my life. He's not going to be able to uh, to suicide fall infinity you anymore. Yeah, he's going to go from two grabs to one. Poor guy. <laughs> Kenshin says, I try to keep my sentences as short as I can so you guys don't glaze over it and miss my point. Let's dive more in depth here. When you responded to me saying... Mu oh, it's another Musa comment. Here we go. When you responded to me saying Musa's awakening accuracy issues, you specifically countered with, and I quote, so does Awaken Meiwa and Awaken Kuno. Er, No. Awaken Meiwa and Kuno literally has an anti-evasion nope, combo. Nope, 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 nope. I, Nayashi don't even, should have Once he said in. Er, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So you don't have to even go on. If you think well, that Awakening uh, Awakening Kuno doesn't need accuracy because they have an accuracy combo because of hard aiming, cough, blooming on your Musa, then you don't know what you're talking about. Or your argument is just so poor. I, no. What? Dude, go check out Gracie, who does literally... He has my same fucking AP, but he has two pen RCEs and does less damage than my Succession Kuno on his Awakening Kuno. And I do not have the pen RCEs. Like, it, it's just not true. Like, Meiwa... May, sure, Awaken Meiwa, sure. But Awaken Ninja, Awaken Kuno, Awaken Musa, Awaken Sork, like... They also struggle with the same things. I, I know you guys look at the, the numbers on the skills, and that's the most important thing to you, but they literally mean nothing. If we haven't learned by now that the numbers on the skills like mean so little because we don't know like it, all of the passive stats and, and so on and so forth, then like I can't help you at this point anymore. Like it's just you're so far lost. So I think all of the Musas should just roll to Hasashin. And then meet me in BA. And Can I, I continue reading? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm not okay, responding well, to anything else, so I can't. I can't. I actually should have chimed in and stopped you in your statement right there. As for Awaken Kuno, where's your heart aiming and stomp? You're a Kuno yourself. You should know that you at least have the skill kit to counter innovation build. As a comparison, Awaken Moose's hardest hitting skills range from 6% to 10% accuracy. Also, we have e-buff that's an e-nerf that removes our SA from crosscut that gives trash stats for 30 seconds. A little bit more info for you. The recent skill damage buff to Awaken Mooses, the 8% did not buff our hardest hitting skills, which is below the belt crust crusher and foul play. Instead, they buff trash slash low DPS skills like spinner slash projection and etc. by 8%. To add to that, more than half of our class's damage ratio has been lowered, and specifically on class that cuck us like Warrior, Valk, Suck, Wiz. To your last point of saying Kuno Ninja Sorks are putting on Dawn Earrings, yes, Mooses do too, but do you know the biggest difference between Mooses and those three? Parentheses, please read the next sentence slowly so your brain understands. In parentheses. We do not have iframes with strong evasion passives and active buffs. Our movement is mostly SA and requires more gear to mitigate damage while fighting unlike iframe classes. Couple that with the need to run Dawn Earrings, to which we do, in parentheses. Our gear requirement to even compete will be doubly as high as those three classes. 
and even higher when compared to classes with already good accuracy modifiers. Also, you realize that Kuno Ninja and Sork, parentheses, Awakened Sork, has been buffed, right? Ninja Kuno literally both got, uh, got both class ratio and skill damage buffs, while Awakened Sork got class ratio nerfs, but big skill damage buffs to compensate. As such, your argument slash example of these three classes uh, to Awaken Musa is poor at best, if not brainless. Roll Hasashim and Mimi and BA. Roll Ninja <laughs> or Kuno and Mimi and BA. Kenshin, look, dude. First of all, you don't... the Saying that you having to wear Dons is not fair because Sork has iframes, and then saying my argument is brainless is just something special. Uh, next comment. <laughs> Listen, here's I I've if it's not obvious, I've grown very tired of the the Musa's uh, complaints. It's why I really don't comment on it very much anymore. Uh, at the end of the day, here's what I'm gonna say. This is gonna be like the last thing I say about uh, Musa's that complain about the class. Uh, if you don't like it, re-roll. It, to be perfectly honest, that's about where I am uh, with Musa complainers. If you really feel like it's that bad, why are you still playing it? I mean, honest to God, like we can sit here and go back and forth all fucking day about why Musa is bad, why Musa is good, the ups, the downs, whatever. At the end of the day, if you are playing a Musa and you feel like, man, Musa is just fucking dog. It's so much harder than every other class because of XYZ, whatever it may be. Don't play the class, man. If it really, like, if it bothers you that much, just don't fucking play the class. And, uh, man, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to leave it there. Like, I, I've grown tired of the Musa comments. That's why I don't talk about it much anymore and why I don't address it. Uh, so let that be the final, my final say on Musa, Musa and Musa complainers. Just, if you don't like it, man, don't play it. My closing thought is get to Don's. You're not special. <laughs> get to Don's. Just like everybody else. Zero H says, my piece about the damage changes. Valk, Suck, and Awakening, in parentheses, just became another Awaken Maywa counter. Parentheses, Valks do 10% more damage and receive 10% less from Maywa. Fought a 260-301 Valk and couldn't break his shield with 286 AP when he rotated movement skills and Inslar. Grab CS BSR Terra Sancta two shots, my 313 Pleb DP. Feels bad in Awakening, quote-unquote, Assassin class. We got Maywa complainers, dude. That's rare these days. I, dude. I, it's a breath of fresh air, to be honest. <laughs> Zero H, I feel you, and I wish Maywa would get buffed. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, you would think, uh, like, non-grab classes wouldn't get, uh, like, damage nerfs towards, like, the 360 SA, uh, guard classes. Kind of weird, kind of fucked a little bit, but... I don't. I didn't look at the Maywa changes. I'm assuming you guys got some uh, skill buffs to compensate. I don't know. I'm just assuming that maybe you didn't and you just got hard fucked. But whatever. Uh, yeah, sucks. The Awkward Ninja says I would like to comment on what Norelio said at timestamp 21. Whatever. I believe PA is on record for saying they balance based on what they feel is good, not what the player base complains about. Right. 
they did say that and they reiterated that recently where because you know they're doing that little like um not the costume task force but the balance player forum task oh where they're bringing thing. in like quote unquote like yeah. influential players or whatever to so, talk about what's right. wrong with the game so they mentioned that that they're using it as a uh, they want to hear and always know how the players feel but at the end of the day, they're going to balance how they feel they they want it to be balanced. It's not going to be directly because someone told them or community complaints necessarily. Basically, it's one of those like um, like at a restaurant, they basically are like we we have the right to refuse these service, <laughs> but in balanced terms. Uh, Kenichi Sai says, "FYI, I've never even opened a mixer since it came up to its shutdown." I rarely even go to Twitch. I just don't like Facebook gaming because the UI for viewers sucks balls. <laughs> Feels bad, man. Uh, Top Thorson says, Frosty, you have no idea what you're talking about. Nayashi whimpers. Yeah, I'm a Maywa. I felt that. Yeah, that's why. True. That's the real reason Nayashi isn't here today. He thought he would like he got a week off from being harassed by Frosty, and then he like he came in Discord and Frosty immediately dropped like seventeen Maywa comments, and so Nayashi just kind of muted and like he had like some introspection where he's like, "Do I really want to fucking be here right now?" <laughs> so let it be known, Frosty scared Nayashi off the podcast. Uh, Vesemir G says, I think my biggest issue with Guardian is the range. Getting one shot through block a mile away sucks. Ninja and Musa mix. It's a ninja lawn mix. Where the fuck is this boy getting Musa from? That's how I feel too. I feel like it's, it's attack animations are really, really similar. And one of them is stolen directly from Bleeding Hearts, but they're really, really similar to lawn. Even like the animation speed of them, like so, lawn awakening. I don't, I don't know. There's like nothing about it that's Musa at, at all. Like even just tornadoes, maybe because Musa has some tornado animations, I guess. C.S. Wilson replied to this comment saying, Shaky Bay says Musa's skills are borrowed in the new class also. It's not only one streamer saying it. He might have some of Sork as well, maybe DK. Could he be a sprinkle of about four classes? He built for crit and evasion. Those are givens. The rest might be in the hands of a skilled player. Turning him into something good is pretty likely, maybe even top five class. Probably not an answer to Guardian, but I don't think he's supposed to outshine her or Sork. He's just supposed to be very competitive with the best, not the best. So apparently Shaky Bay is the reason for all of this. Got it. It's Got all it. Shaky Bay's fault. Yeah. As per usual, with most things in BDO, it's Shaky Bay's fault. True. Uh, Jamal Jones says the cock king himself. I don't know what that's in reference to. Hell yeah. I think he's talking about my penis hurts. Maybe. I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know. Or, oh or, or, boy. Or, it's or, another Kenshin comment, boys. Let's yeah. go. Oh my God. To add on to my earlier post in response to your other statement. And I quote, most awakened mooses I meet can kill me if their gear is around my level. You are a 290-360 Kudum Kuno. If we assume an exact same build on Musa with Libra Muskin 290-360 Kudum, I can guarantee that the Awakened Musa won't be able to kill you simply because we are already accuracy-starved with the, the bags... Bat. Wrong, by the way, but go on. 
Let me read the comment, damn it. Sorry, I'm just making sure everyone knows right on that exact point <laughs> that he 100% will be able to kill me, and you're wrong. But go on. Uh, even with Begs, Liebers makes it worse for Awakened Musa specifically. Uh, so the only way to kill to you at the same gear level as you, parentheses, assuming no pin accessories since you don't have it, is to sacrifice tankiness of an evasion build and go begs Uru Nuver with double tet dons, parentheses, Nuver to offset the AP loss from dons, so I can maintain a very high AP bracket, but with a lot of accuracy, in parentheses, for a high AP, high accuracy build, parentheses, 293, 357 Nuver with dawn, uh, 479 accuracy. You are wrong. But the downside... Sorry. Dude, it, it's so, it's like nothing, it's just completely accurate, so, or inaccurate, so it's like, uh, you. if you are a Musa with exactly my gear, I promise you, I die. Like, Bro Samden with less gear and less accuracy than me can still kill me. Which, by the way, I know I use Lever, but I actually have pretty high accuracy. Like, relatively high accuracy. Like, this, I, it's just wrong, because I've tested it. It's just wrong. And yes, you can, Bro Samden, stop lying. <laughs> and if you had but my the downside, gear, it would not even be like a question. But the downside of this build is it's completely DR, and anyone with 281 AP can shred through this in one combo. Turn on Alkstone to get 479 accuracy. Link to the build to more clearly demonstrate my point. Use Big and Shiny's accuracy calculator on 410 accuracy versus 480 accuracy difference in hit rate and you'll know what i mean spoiler alert it's almost 20 percent less hit rate plus one ap bracket less on the flip side a 290 ap 360 dp kudum liebers 2 disto build would not work because that's only 410 accuracy an awakened musa would not be able to shred through your sky high 338 kuno base evasion full pin 700 plus plus evasion gear <laughs> with the puny 290 ap 410 accuracy as i've explained See, that, above. dude that felt like a that felt like a phase montage title right there For sky high 338 kuno base evasion full pin 700 plus plus evasion gear um you if if you have my gear you will not have 410 accuracy your sheet accuracy in your inventory will be 441 for the record uh so in the end the argument is you and all other class with good accuracy modifiers don't need to sacrifice tankiness nor invest 30 extra bill in dons to kill us but we need to sacrifice tankiness to kill you if we don't want to sacrifice tankiness, we would have to outgear you by 30 gear score instead to maintain tankiness. Get my pain, question mark. Think for a second. If you don't get what I am saying, go slowly reread and oh, do your math. Why are you reading the whole insult? Guys... I thought you don't do insults, Rose. What happened? Because <laughs> I, I guess it's... if they're not about you, you just go on. Okay. It's kind of just funny. Sure. Well, he's insulting both of us, first of all. No, he's talking about me. I'm the only one he's responding to. Well, no, he said you since you guys. He says it right there. I'm reading it. You guys uh, said my statement was too broad for the first time round without enough stats. And please don't say, see, you guys have a way to kill us. Low accuracy classes need to invest over 30 bill more than you guys for two Tet Dons that actually lower our AP and keeping a separate set of distos to grind mobs. 
while you guys don't have to and can maintain your tet distos. Plus, we would have to build unfavorably less tankier builds while you guys don't have to. TLDR, you are blind to the lower tier class's pain because you are a serial reroller. Okay. Let's 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 all take a breather here. Uh I will say, Kenshin, you are bordering on uh on being just kind of insulting to be insulting. Uh keep it chill. Okay. If you wanna if you wanna have an argument, if you wanna have a disagreement, that's fine. Keep it fucking chill. Um Yeah. I'm gonna default to what I said earlier, man. If you if if you if you hate this class so much that you can you can type up two fucking paragraphs on one YouTube video about why your class is dog shit. Like, just don't play it, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I what what am I gonna say? You want me to say, yeah, it, it's unfair. Like, I, I just don't think it is. I think Frosty's right. Like, there are a lot of classes that have low act. You want to know what I'm? But you want to know what the fuck I'm going for right now? Tet Dons. On my archer. You want to know why? Because I have low accuracy modifiers. And I want to be able to kill high evasion targets easily. Like. This statement right here. Where you said it multiple times. Where you said. You guys. Like. I don't know if you're specifically referring to. Like a class. Or like us here on the podcast. But either way. Your your attempt to turn it into this you versus us thing. Is just factually incorrect. Musas are not the only people that struggle with accuracy. And I guarantee you, none of us here on the podcast are suck wizards. So, like, we have some accuracy concerns as well. There's a reason Frosty has so much accuracy. There's and, a reason that I'm going for more. Tet Dons. Like, I'm going to go for an accuracy accessor as well. Dude, the other thing is, like, I, I please, when you do re-roll... Do not come to Kuno because you're gonna have the same problems on Kuno Awakening. <laughs> like you, you I, just I don't are. know, man. You're, you're gonna have the exact same problems. You're gonna have to buy a Tet Dawn, and then you're gonna be upset that a Tet Dawn having to buy a Tet Dawn is not fair, and other classes don't have to do it. It's the same thing on every other class, dude. That that's why the the argument is so exhausting. And when you say stuff like, "If we assume the exact same build, two ninety kudum, three two ninety three sixty kudum," and then down below you say that you'd have four ten accuracy, which is forty less or thirty one less than I actually have just in the sheet alone, it's like you you have no idea what you're talking about. You're just making up numbers. You have no idea even what that gear would feel like. If you have two ninety AP on a on a with Kudum on a Musa, I promise you, you can kill me. A hundred percent. And if you're a succession Musa, I mean, because, you know, when you talk about Kuno, I, I don't see you specifying Awaken or Succession. You just keep saying Kuno, because, uh, you know, Succession Musa also, you don't even need any accuracy. You know that, right? Like, you understand how blue buff works? and blooming and the damage that it deals like so i don't like it, it's the same problem on every other class so next time when you decide to do two walls of text that are like trying to insult me like you're you're embarrassing yourself dude you don't know what you're talking about 
and uh, probably you're not very good at Musa, if, if I had to guess, but we could test. We could test that at some point. I don't know. Uh, just, you got to get accuracy, man. Just like everyone else. Just get the Ted Dons. It's going to be fine. Okay. Do not, in chat, I don't want to hear it. I don't care. I don't care if Suck Blooming got double nerfed. It still does damage. Hey, I don't care. Chat's like, you forgot Suck Blooming got nerfed. Yeah, we got nerfed to do only 60% of my health with one skill at my gear. So, uh, okay. I know that sucks, and that's really hard to deal with, like having a skill that can take 60% of <laughs> someone's health. But yeah, no, I'm sorry. If you don't like Suck Musa and you prefer Awaken Musa and you want it buffed, like I get that. But stop lumping all Kunos in together, right? Suck Kuno has more accuracy than Awaken Kuno. Awaken Kuno, you literally... And even on Suck Kuno, I need to get Ted Dons. I still run into evasion players that I cannot kill. Oh, like a lot. Although I'm probably not going to go Dons. I'm going to go Tauros Belt. So we'll see. You know, the funny thing is like... Two days ago, I ran into a Musa at Star's End that I, I literally could not kill him. I No matter what combo I did, I, I used a Giant's Draft, I e-buffed and absorbed, and I got him to like 10% health. And then one of the times I engaged with Ankle Cutter right as he was using Crust Crusher, it CC'd me and Foul Play killed me. And I was like, that's so weird that this is possible, because it's not supposed to be possible according to the comment section on the Value Pack podcast. <laughs> Uh, so, alright, that's that. Um, again, if you really hate the class that much, just don't play it. Also, if you're going to leave more comments, make sure to keep it from uh, divulging into just insulting. Uh, you're getting, you're towing that fucking line. Uh, I, I, I'm, giving you a, I, I'm giving you a little bit more uh, reach because I think uh, you don't mean to do it. I think you're just, you're heated because you're arguing about your class and you care about your class. I don't think you are intentionally trying to insult people that you're just intention you're uh you're heated. But keep it fucking chill. Like the brainless shit, cut that shit out or uh your comments just going to get deleted. Sorry, that's how it goes. Um Rainbow Sushi. Yeah, ranged classes do a little more damage to Guardian Keck W getting one shot left and right and the frontal guard doesn't Exist and Q block is as weak as from DK. I can still tank a Guardian Shift Q with uh, my block getting 20 to 30 percent. Ranger just deletes my block, my HP bar in like one second. TLDR Guardian is way too squish without PA at the moment. Welcome to every other fucking melee class in the game. Hope you enjoy your uh, you enjoy your stay. That's literally how Warriors and Valks have felt since uh, forever. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think I think part of it is probably, um, I feel like Guardian players with lower DP got a little bit misled because their block and everything was so crazy. So, because if you have gear, like, the block is still pretty good. So you just got to start getting DP. Because their block is still stronger than, like, a Valk or Warrior block, or at least, like, competitive with it. Um, right. But you need DP. Because before, you could have, like, 301 DP, and your block is, like, Zethians, for some reason. Right. Uh, Max Punch says, Oh man, I don't know what they do to TK. They should just work on the essays, especially on Awakening, and remove about 15% of the damage and 30% on the suck. Who cares if you need more than one SRMB to kill 90% of the players? 
by the way, please nerf Maywa and Mooses for the lulls. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, DK Succession is kind of insane. I don't know about DK Awakening, though. DK Awakening seems fine to me. Uh, the Succession, though, uh, does seem a little bit overtuned. Their, da their damage, uh, you mean, seems fine. I yeah, feel, yeah, I yeah. I feel bad for Awakening DKs. I, I have this pet peeve uh, with Pearl Abyss and them making fixes to classes in Succession that are not fixed in Awakening. So, like, um, for example, like the, the way Airstrike works in Awakening um, versus how it works in Succession, or the way Dream of Doom works on Sork, how you can cancel Dream of Doom by accident with Crow Flare and Midnight Stinger and Awakening, but it's like nearly impossible to do it by accident in succession. Like they fix the, the keybind and they like set the priorities to not be lame. Stuff like that just bothers me. Like there's a lot of things that got added to Awakening or Succession DK that are just like quality of life that are not on Awakening. That's like, it makes no sense to me and it tilts me. Yeah. Uh, Eric says, you see, Guilds actually care about having a good fight and don't really care about winning. Uh, is that why EU Siege is dead and has been for a really long time? According to EU people, not me. That's not me saying that. That's EU people saying that. I don't know. Chuck Hobo one says, Hey, checking what Norelio thoughts on barcode now after they got farmed for two hours and 30 minutes at Valencia Siege versus a dead guild. Uh oh. Drama there. What happened? Did Barcode get farmed? Um, I don't know. At Val versus a dead guild. I, I don't even know. That was from five days ago. So it's before this weekend. I have no idea. Uh, farmed by what XH guild? I have no idea. Uh, Invisible name. It's literally an invisible name. There's no name for me. So invisible name. Says, I'm surprised that Rizlar didn't like the RBF changes because of his not so optimal DP. New games are still going for tab target because of the apparent problem we have in the game, which is desync. Maybe it's just SEA's shitty servers, but when people go full screen and get high FPS, it becomes a desync madness. Fighting against low FPS, it's smooth and actually fun, but against high FPS mobile classes, you're playing against after images, it's actually so bad that if the character suddenly stops after doing some mobility, they would blink in another location, despite them not doing anything. 1v1s become becomes really who's more lucky with their CC, because what you see in the screen isn't where they truly are, or what they are actually doing in real time. Um, so, I, I did say that, like, the DR change was fine. Uh, I didn't say that I hated it, I just said, like, why? Like, who fucking, like, who cares? Like, I just don't understand. Like, there there have been much more complaints for much longer about other things regarding RBF than people dying in, like, one skill. I, I just don't... I'm very confused why that change came before, like, actually having team balance in RBF, adding new maps to RBF. Like, I, like any of the fucking things that people have been complaining about since the day RBF fucking came out. I just don't understand why that's the change that came. I don't think it's a bad change. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. I really don't feel any tankier with it, in all honesty. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, why? I don't get it. It's just weird. Um, um, 
real quick according to uh, it's in reference that comment is in reference to barcode like 1v1 snake or had to 1v1 snake at the end of the siege last week in Valencia and it took snake like two and a half hours to kill them uh, I guess barcode was in castle this is what I'm saying okay. dude, remove castles <laughs> uh, make it all open open like open field fight and Grim says last and that's the, the last comment yeah, I think um, I think he kind of locked everyone else out. Everyone they went to post a comment, and then they saw he said last, and they were like, "Oh, I can't." I I wanna I do wanna say like I don't I don't think the desync, like if BDO's desync is the worst desync you're gonna get, then I don't think that's a good enough reason to play top target. Honestly. Well, also the other issue I take with that statement is that there are other games that have done action combat. And the desync is not that bad, if at all an issue. Like, hello? Yeah, it's not like BDO is the first game to ever come out with action combat. And so it's just the growing pains of this brand new uh, fucking uh, innovative system. Like, dude, people have had action combat games for, like, quite a while. Like, granted, maybe not on the same scale as, like, an MMO... But on pretty fucking big maps. Yeah, well, I, I don't like, know. Uh, the sandbox part of it, I think, makes it tough. But I, I still think, like, the if you look at like the the game developers that have created tap target games that are new in the last like four years, like that, those are not people that are like, oh, because we care about desync. Like those are just fucking people who are trying to make money really quick. Like Bless and the re-release of Arcade and shit like that. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. There's not really a, like, oh, we care so much about the integrity of our fights, and we don't want people to feel like they're getting cheated because of desync. So we've decided in our new game, we're going with tab target. Still the most efficient way for combat. Yeah, no. I don't think they give a fuck about that. Uh, So the last thing I want to do before we take off here, because this is the end of the show, I have a question from uh, someone in chat. They they PM'd me, so I'm not going to say their name because I'm assuming they they wanted to not be like in public or whatever. But they asked, they said, "Question: Since when do everyone need a lot of accuracy to kill people on this game? I thought majority of the game is still DR, and accuracy only helps with dealing against evasion builds." I'm so, wait, sorry. Can you say the beginning part again? They said, since when does everyone need a lot of accuracy to kill people in this game? I thought majority of the game is still DR. Accuracy only helps with dealing against evasion builds. Um, once everyone started getting high gear, the, any any classes that use evasion generally like have evasion passives or buffs, like generally run evasion. And then, I mean, there's kind of, there's been like, there's three different paths you can go. You just go like full DR or full evasion or you now there's like a hybrid thing that's kind of like coming up or people are just running just straight up dr now like it's it's kind of weird i don't know the meta is shifting a little bit so yeah you do need accuracy a lot of players are run evasion um i think partly because before we had dons and before we got the evasion nurse to classes it was really really difficult to kill people with evasion now it's a little bit easier um, but people are now running like damage builds since everyone dies so fast because th- this is what's happening. 
A lot of people are getting evasion, building up evasion, then realizing they still instantly die to everybody. Um, especially with like succession being out and whatever. So now a lot of people are just like, well, I'm just going to use Begs and Nuver anyway. And be able to kill everybody. Fuck it. So yeah, I don't know. But if you're running into, into players that do have high evasion, of which there still are a lot, yeah, you need to have an accuracy accessory of some sort to help like supplement so you, so you can fight them. Or at least kill them more efficiently. On every class, this is true, except for maybe DK. Probably DK. DK is Probably DK. Alright, so that's going to be it for the show. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for everybody hanging out in the uh, stream. Hopefully you guys did enjoy. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that 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 pre-show show. How about that pre-show show? That might be Friday's video. I might make that Friday's video because that shit was pretty funny. Um, yeah, check out our streams. Uh, Frosty streams. He's live right now at uh, Twitch.tv/sofrosty. You can catch me out at uh, Twitch.tv/notreslar. And then uh, Nayashi, who couldn't join us today because of woman aggro, as he likes to say, uh, he streams at twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore N-A. Make sure to join the Discord. That's where you're going to get all of your uh, value pack news, so to speak. So last week we had to uh, skip. Well, we didn't have to skip, but we did skip because I was very, very sick and there just wasn't that much to talk about. So we decided to... Uh, take the week off, and the only way you can know that information is to join the Discord. So make sure that you do that. Um, what else? Is that it? I think that's everything. I think it covered everything. Check out the Patreon. Uh, we just changed the tiers up a little bit. One, five, ten dollars whatever you can give is appreciated. It helps the show continue running. Uh, thank you to all of our uh, lovely heroes now that the sponsor tab has been deleted. Rest in peace, sponsor tab. If you were uh, if you were a twenty dollars sponsor, make sure you fix your payment so you don't get overcharged. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Mooses. It was nice knowing you. I don't know if we can have you uh, talking on the show anymore because uh, it just enrages Frosty. He just sees red, starts shaking violently. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I I don't even mind. Like, dude, I I just wish more people were like. I mean, it's rare, but I, I wish people had like. Kyrene's intelligence and thoughtfulness, but that's just rare in people in general. So, yeah, um, we don't have a guest for next week, but we'll try to get one uh, at some point. Uh, if you want to recommend guests for us to have on, you can do so in the Discord. Just join the Discord. Just fucking add us, or just say like, "Hey, I think you should have this guy on." We're always looking for guests to have on. Uh, don't say to have yourself on. We're we're not gonna have you on, Jim Blow from Kansas. Uh, sorry. Not, okay. It's not gonna happen. First of all, your your IRL name is actually Jim Blow, and you're from Texas. <laughs> uh, we do community nights every once in a while. We'll probably have one uh, at the beginning of next month. I'm thinking is when we'll have the next one. Probably in a time. Try and have it at a time that's relatively EU friendly. But EU people, you know, you you always got them struggles. Um, all right, I think that's enough uh, bullshitting around. Hopefully, the podcast is long enough. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed, and we will see you all next week. Later.